a blackbird tugged at a worm on damp ground beneath the park bench opposite, and Kitty Patterson watched him pull, wholeheartedly relating to his frustration. He stomped his feet to gain better ground and eventually succeeded in his task. If only my tug-of-war situation was as easy, she muttered to herself as she watched the bird fly away with its prize. She also felt sorry for the worm and understood the feeling of being tugged and pulled, although in her case it was mentally rather than physically. Life was so very different now from the one she had lived in Parkston. Long gone were the innocent days of playing in the narrow street between the small terraced houses or roaming along the Essex seafront and enjoying the English coastline. There was no more helping at the local holiday camp given over to the evacuated kinder transport children. Childhood memories of her dead parents were like faded words on a page. Even the loving arms of her aunt no longer wrapped themselves around her and Kitty reflected upon the many dramatic changes every man, woman and child were faced with the day war between Great Britain and Germany was announced that September in 1939. A year later, in September 1940, her life had suddenly become a series of never-ending challenges when she decided to answer the government's call for young women to help with the war effort. Her aunt and uncle had bravely let her go to do her bit for the greater good. The loving couple, who had brought her up and doted on her from the age of four following the death of her parents and sibling in a boating accident, let her leave the safety of their home even after having already suffered the pain of losing their son in a battle against the enemy. Kitty's innocent observations of life changed dramatically when she moved to train as a Red Cross nurse in Birmingham and met three young women who would become important influences, Joanne Norfolk, Trixie Dunn and Annabelle Farnsworth. Each one brought their unique outlook on the world to intersect with hers and along with it, friendships and friction. They had influenced her in more ways than just how to wear lipstick or do her hair. They were by her side as she grew from a protected small community girl into a woman who faced the horrors of war. Joanne, or Jo, as she preferred, was a practical person, not fond of frills and lace, whereas Annabelle, otherwise known as Belle, adored life's fripperies and had expensive tastes. Trixie had a quieter nature and, like Kitty, preferred practical but feminine fashion. All three taught her different levels of tolerance, kindness and what other people's lives were like before they were forced into dramatic situations thanks to Hitler and those intent on holding the world hostage. In her new world of survival, everything changed for Kitty the day she met a doctor a Canadian working in Great Britain who eventually joined the British Army as a medic. The night Michael McCarthy found her lost in a snowstorm with a twisted ankle and helped her back to the hospital was the night she fell in love with him. At times, their relationship had the dips and dives of the waves at sea, some days stormy and others calm and soothing. But distance couldn't pull their love apart even when they were sent on different postings and their bond was tight. That was, 
until her dreams of becoming Mrs. McCarthy, wife of Dr. Michael McCarthy, were dashed. Michael's return to England from France with severe head injuries had resulted in a transfer back to Canada to undergo experimental medical treatment. She missed his soft accent, his wide smile and reassuring ways. She missed his lips upon hers and the way he held her tight.